والسلام على سيدنا المصطفى أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسنة لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الآخر وذكر الله كثيرا وقال تعالى في مقام آخر قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكون هواه تبعا لما جئت به وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده وولده والناس أجمعين أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم My respected elders and brothers Today we live in a world where everyone desires that their rights be fulfilled The father is desiring that his rights is fulfilled And the child is also desiring that his rights are fulfilled The mother is desiring her rights are fulfilled The daughter is desiring that her rights are fulfilled the employer, the employee, like this, the list goes on. Every person living in this world has this one focus, my rights must be fulfilled, whether I am fulfilling the rights of others or not. The focus of a river, a mu'min, one who believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, should always be that the rights that are due upon me should be fulfilled, irrespective of whether my rights are being fulfilled. Living in this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed many rights over us. 
Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with Iman. And this Iman is the rule of this world, is the soul of this world. The existence of this world depends on Iman. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has mentioned in the hadith, لا تقوم الساعة حتى لا يقال في الأرض الله الله That as long as one person taking the name of Allah remains on the surface of this earth, this world will continue to exist. That is to say the ruh and the soul of this world is Iman and the kalima and Allah's name. As long as Allah's name remains in this world, this world will remain. When the last person taking the name of Allah Ta'ala leaves this world, Allah will have no reason to keep this world in existence. Allah will bring Qiyamah the last day. So the ulama ikram explained, Iman is the rule of the world, the soul of this world. In order for this world to continue existing, it is necessary for Iman to be found in this world. But together with Iman, there is another quality which is required in order for this world to be a place of protection and safety. And that is known as the ilm and the knowledge of deen. The word ilm, which we commonly hear, can be translated as ma'rifatul huquq. Recognizing and realizing the rights that are due upon us. There are many rights due upon us. The first and most important right due upon us is the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thereafter followed by the rights of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And thereafter the rights of others. As long as the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the rights of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the rights of the creation of Allah ta'ala have been fulfilled, then this world is a world worthy of existing and people who are living in this world will live with aman, safety and protection. But as long as people do not realize the rights of others and are only worried about their rights, then this world will be a place of chaos, will be a place of corruption, where people will only be worrying about fulfilling their rights and not fulfilling the rights of others. So the first right that is due upon us is the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the most important right. One occasion Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was with Mu'adh radiallahu anhu on an animal. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in front and Mu'adh radiallahu anhu was his radif, the one sitting behind him. On this occasion Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam addressed Mu'adh radiallahu anhu. Ya Mu'adh, atadri ma haqqu Allahi ala al-ibad wa ma haqqu al-ibad ala Allah. Then O Mu'adh, do you know what is the right of Allah ta'ala over his slaves? And what are the rights of the slaves over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So as was the habit of the Sahaba radiallahu anhu, they never attributed any ilm to themselves. They would commonly reply, Allah wa Rasulu alam, Allah and His Messenger know best. Nabi Sallallahu goes on to say that the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over His slaves is that they worship only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not ascribe any partners up to Him. And the right of the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not punish that person who believes only in Him and doesn't ascribe partners to Him. So this is the first right, the most important right, the right of Iman, belief, Tawheed, only having belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not attributing anything to anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this right is fulfilled, then this world will be a place of hifazah, a place of protection. When the right of Allah ta'ala is not fulfilled, then this place, world will be a place of chaos. The second person who has rights over us, is none other than Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And today inshallah we will dedicate our short talk to the rights that are due upon us to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Just as Iman on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a right of Allah, Iman on Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a right of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Quran Sharif Allah ta'ala commands us in one ayat, فَعَامِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ Bring Iman in Allah, bring Iman in Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
Every word of Allah is haq and true. Every word of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is haq and true. Just as you have to believe in every word of Quran, every letter of Quran, every dot of Quran, you have to believe in every word that came on the Mubarak tongue of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whether it appeals to our logic or whether it doesn't appeal. Whether we understand or don't understand. Our knowledge is very, very little, very, very insignificant in front of the knowledge of Allah and in front of the knowledge of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Just to take an example, to fast to understand, because we are living in a world today that is attacking our iman. Our beliefs are being attacked. And if we are not careful very easily, our yaqeen, our conviction, our belief in the word of Allah and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa will be removed. In Quran Sharif, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about riba and interest. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only calls one action in Quran Sharif. That a person who will do this action, he has waged war with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the act of interest and riba. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also speaks about sadaqah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases a person's wealth when he gives sadaqah. In the hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also, Sadaqah does not decrease wealth. Now what is what our mind will tell us? What the apparent seems? But Iman is that we don't believe in the apparent. Iman is we believe in the unseen. Whatever Allah has said, whatever Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said is haq and true, whether I understand or I don't understand. This is the demand of Iman. So the first haq of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is every word of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam we have to believe 100% is true. No doubt, no hesitation, no reservation. Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala has called this Iman, where there is no reservation at all to the decision of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to the command of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam complete yaqeen, complete belief, complete iman in everything that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam brought in the hadith we read in the khutbah Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has mentioned لَا يُؤْمِنُ أَحَدُكُمْ حَتَّى يَكُونَ هَوَاهُ تَبَعًا لِمَا جِئْتُ بِهِ a person can never have true iman his iman will not be acceptable in Allah's court until his desires not conform to the sharia that I have brought Every single thing that Nabi Sallallahu has brought, we have to believe 100% in. Whether it appeals to us or not. Nabi Sallallahu has commanded regarding certain evils. If these evils are carried out, then these punishments will be the result. We have to believe that this is the word of Nabi Sallallahu This is what will happen. It's not maybe, I'm not sure. This is 100% definitely happen. So the first, very, very important, especially in this time, is to have Iman, complete Iman, Yaqeen, belief in whatever Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has brought. Every word of Quran is haq and true. Every word of Hadith is haq and true. We should believe in it 100%. After believing Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the demand of Iman is obedience. Every Nabi that was sent in this world was sent so that obedience could come alive in the world. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا لِيُطَاعَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ Every Nabi that was sent, was sent for the sake of itaat and obedience. So how together will bring iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our lives to come unto obedience, to bring our lives in conformity to the shariat, in conformity to the commands of Allah, in conformity to the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Itaat and ittiba' Obeying and following, emulating the way of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Jews in the time of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, they claim to be the beloved of Allah. They claim to be the sons of Allah. 
نحن ابناء الله واحباؤه we are the sons of Allah we are the beloved of Allah so Allah Ta'ala put a test in Quran for them and it's not only for them but it's for the ummah al qiyamah قل قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم tell them wherever this word قل comes in Quran it is Allah's command to النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم to speak about this to give da'wah towards this to tell the ummah about this قل say إن كنتم تحبون الله if you claim to love Allah you are claiming that Allah you are the beloved of Allah you are this your claim the proof of your claim is فاتبعوني follow me follow النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم then Allah will love you the result of itaat the result of ittiba' is Allah will love us يحببكم الله Allah will love you ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم Allah will forgive your sins so after iman my respected husband brothers we have to bring obedience in our life we have to bring ittiba' and follow Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in every aspect the ulama ikram have written at length in what aspects to follow Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam fi al-adat wa fi al-ibadat in every habit of ours our mundane activities eating, sleeping drinking walking, talking mixing with our family members in the business place all our daily activities according to sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sometimes we don't take this seriously on one occasion one of the senior people who mentioned to us that if we made wudu now before the salah and we missed out a sunnah in the wudu that opportunity of practicing upon that sunnah is gone forever the next time we make wudu is another opportunity like how a person is in a business place a customer came but he wasn't given attention to and he went away what will happen to the boss, what will happen to the employer you get angry with his stuff there's a lost opportunity of business just as that causes pain to us we lost money, we lost profit, we lost an opportunity more pain to our heart should be when I lost the opportunity to bring the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu in my life I lost an opportunity, a great opportunity of getting closer to Allah great opportunity of getting closer to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam if we have this mindset and every action before we do it we will want to know, we'll desire to learn what is the sunnah of my Nabi in this action and at the time of the action I won't rush I will take my time to fulfill every sunnah this will force me to come ready for salah, will force me to prepare for salah in advance. Every action, we will do it with itminan, with ease. Why? Because I have to fulfill the sunnah in that action. The sunnah is important to us. When the sunnah becomes important, every action will become valuable in the court of Allah. So this obedience, Sahaba radiallahu anhu, they had the highest level of obedience. It's mind-boggling when you look at the lives of Sahaba radiallahu what level of obedience they had. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is sitting on the minbar in Majlil Nabawi, and he's addressing the Sahaba in the Masjid. And he tells them, Ijli so sit down. Abdullah bin Mas'ud, very great Sahabi of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he's in the marketplace, the bazaar, outside the Masjid. The command is not directed to him. But he heard the word of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, immediately he sat down in the bazaar, in the marketplace. Somebody came to him and told him that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was not talking to you. He said, it doesn't matter to me. The word of Nabi Sallallahu has reached my ear. We have been commanding Quran Sharif to respond when Allah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam tells us something. I will immediately respond. Only when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sent a message with another Sahabi to tell him to come in, then only he came in. This was not something linked to ibadat. Not, not something linked to some act of reward. This is just the command of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Reach my ear, I have to listen. That's the level of obedience that the Sahaba Radiallahu Alaihi had. So the second very, very important haq of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is that we obey Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Every action in the mundane activities, in our ibadat, my salah according to the sunnah, my zakat according to the sunnah, my fasting according to the sunnah, my hajj according to the sunnah, everything that I do according to the sunnah, our efforts of deen according to the sunnah, when the sunnah is found in the amal, then it gets value in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And coupled with obedience is love. Alhamdulillah. There is no doubt that every one of us sitting here has love for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. There is no shadow of doubt in that. No one can doubt it. It's part of Iman. But what is the level of that love? The level of the love will be proven through obedience. A person, if he tells someone he loves him, but immediately after that, if that person commands to do something and he does not fulfill the command, then the, the person will realize that this is a false claim of love. Similarly, on the day of Qiyamah, when we come in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we may claim to love Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but the proof of the claim will not be our word. The proof of the claim will be our action, whether our life conforms to the way of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Sahaba radiallahu anhu, they brought both these aspects in their life. Not only obedience, they had love coupled with obedience. And this is a, a, the need of the time. But together with loving Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have to prove our, prove our love through obedience. There is one beautiful example in the life of Sahaba radiallahu anhu. And inshallah to this example, we will understand what level Sahaba had reached with regards to love. And how the love was coupled with obedience. There is a young Sahabi passed away in his youth. Talha, Talha ibn al-Barra radiallahu anhu. He was a young Sahabi, he came in the company of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he told Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Murni bima ahbabta, wala asilaka amra. That O Nabi of Allah, command me whatever you wish, I will never disobey you. This is a very big claim to make. Can you imagine telling Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the one who he is coming down to, command me whatever you want, I will never disobey you. What iman was required to say a statement like this? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tested him. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him, go kill your father. So immediately, he never hesitated. Immediately he left. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent somebody behind him, call him back. He told him, I only tested you. I'm not, we are, my sharia does not allow for breaking of family ties. So this was the love and the obedience. Thereafter, this young sahabi came ill. And this sahabi used to stay on the outskirts of Medina Munawwara. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as was his noble habit, and which should be our habit all the time, when somebody is sick, we should go to visit. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to this extent, in his time, also visited this believer who was sick. And the barakah of that visit led to that person becoming a mu'min. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam goes on the outskirts of Medina, he makes effort to go out of Medina to visit the sahabi, young sahabi who is sick. When he, when he reaches the home, the sahabi is unconscious. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells the family members, I don't think he will last the night. So if he passes away tonight, send a message, I will come perform the janazah salah. Later that night, the sahabi regained consciousness. And he asked his family members, did anyone come to visit? So they informed him that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam come to visit. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned this, that he doesn't think he will make the night. And he sh we should call him for the janazah. Look at the sahabi, he's on his deathbed. He's about to go again, sahabi. But what is his concern? His concern is not himself. Every one of us would love and desire that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam janazah. Let, let him even be in the company of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in the city of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, anything linked to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will love. This Sahabi is in the company of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam while he's alive. But he does not desire that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for his janazah. He tells his family members, please, if I pass away tonight, do not call Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What is the reason? I fear if he comes at night, some enemy might attack him, some animal might harm him. I can tolerate the Nabi of Allah and perform my janazah, but I cannot tolerate any harm coming to him. This was their love. And on the deathbed also. And he passed away that night, fulfilling the bequest of their son. This, the, the family members don't call Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The next morning, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gets the message that Talaha has passed away. So he 
comes to the family members, tells him, I told her to call me, why did you not call me? So he said, no, this was the bequest of our son, so we had to fulfill his bequest. Nabi Sallallahu goes to the cover of the Sahabi, and he makes such a dua for the Sahabi, which can be written in gold, and which every person will desire to have. But this Sahabi got this dua because of his love coupled with obedience. He, he made dua to Allah, at the cover of Talha radiallahu Allahumma al-Qatalhata. Allah meet Talha in such a condition that you are smiling at him and he is smiling at you. What was the, this the result of? This was the result of love with obedience. My respected elders and brothers, this is the haqq of Nabi Sallallahu over us. That together with loving him, we have to obey him. Our love without obedience is not true, is a false claim of love. The day of payment not hold weight in the court of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi himself has said in the hadith, Man ahabba sunnati faqad ahabbani. Whoever loves my sunnah, he loves me. The proof of love for Nabi Sallallahu is love for his sunnah. Bring his sunnah into our life. وَمَنْ أَحَبَّنِي كَانَ مَعِي فِي الْجَنَّةِ Whoever loves me will be with me in Jannah. If you want to be with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Jannah, it starts with loving his sunnah and obeying his sunnah, emulating his sunnah. So this was the third right of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam over us. The fourth right of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam over us is that whatever we are enjoying in this world, even the creation of this world is to the barakah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Everything that we are enjoying, deen and all the benefits of deen, is to the barakah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. After Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, there can be no one who can be a greater benefactor to us than Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, in order to appreciate Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the benefit that we are receiving through him, every day we have to take our time to send durood on Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is the haq of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam of us. The Ulama Ikram have written at least minimum 300 times daily which you send durood on Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And on a Friday, especially the Sahaba used to advise their companions to recite thousand times durood on Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's not difficult. If you plan our time, we may have a schedule, five salahs in the day, starting from Maghrib on a Thursday night, we'll read 200 link to every salah. In this way, we'll finish our thousand easily. If you cannot do it in one sitting. It doesn't take long. But we have to dedicate it, understand it to be important. 300 times daily, at least 1,000 times on the day of, the day of Jumu'ah. Sometimes we hear this big amount and we think this is beyond us. This was for the pious of the past. But our beloved Ustad, when Harun Sab, Rahmatullah, he used to read 3,000 durud. Person who passed away in our time. So it's not, it's not beyond us if we make time for it. So this was the right of Nabi Sallallahu the fourth right of Nabi Sallallahu to send durood every day. What would be the benefit for us? Imagine we are sending durood on Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in reaction, in response of Allah SWT, we are getting great rewards, many rewards. But in one hadith, four rewards are mentioned. Ten thawab hasanat are written in our account. Ten sins are forgiven. Ten special mercy of Allah come to us. And ten stages in akhirat we are raised. Only with one durood. You will read 300, you will read 1000. How much closer to Nabi Sallallahu will get? The one who reads the most durood will be closest to Nabi Sallallahu on the day of Qiyamah. And the fifth right, there are many rights, the fifth amongst the rights of upon Nabi Sallallahu is Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was sent to this world with a purpose. And that purpose didn't end with the leaving of Nabi Sallallahu from this world. Nabi Sallallahu made parda from this world, but the purpose that he was sent to this world did not leave with him. The effort of nubuwat, the effort to bring deen alive in all the different methods, did not leave with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It remained as a responsibility on the Ummah after Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala clearly mentions, قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِي أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ That all Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam tell them, 
Again, the word Qul is used. This is, this is the command of Allah to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ummat. This is my way, I call towards Allah. In the different ways, different efforts of deen, all according towards Allah. But whose effort is it? Is it only my effort? No. Ana woman ittaba'ani. It is my effort, and it is also whoever follows me, the Mufasli read, whoever has brought iman in me, whatever effort of deen I made is also his responsibility. So my respect to allies and brothers, after the leaving of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, this deen has to remain. And this deen has to come into our life 100%. And this deen has to come into the lives of entire mankind. This is our responsibility to worry, together with worrying about ourselves. We are the generous ummah of a generous nabi. And our generosity is not restricted to dunya. Our generosity is more with, with regards to deen. So the efforts of deen that are taking place, we have to involve ourselves in for our own benefit. And through us, Allah will use us as a means for the deen coming alive in others. Keeping this in mind, in the next week, there are two important programs that are taking place for two important segments of our community. On Thursday, the coming Thursday, the 12th of October, there will be a special program for the young businessmen between the ages of 25 and 40, those who are the next in line to take over the business of their fathers. Very important segment of our community are businessmen. Through the businessmen, many people accepted deen. The whole of the Asian continent beyond Far East, Far East Asia, Malaysia, Indonesia, majority of the Muslims in the world are found there, and they all came onto deen to the barakah of the other businessmen that went there. So if the businessmen deal correctly, deal with Amanadari, with trustworthiness, with truthfulness, then they will be a great means of deen coming alive amongst the Muslims and the non-Muslims. So this segment of the community on Thursday, from the Maghrib Salah and the NMJ Musalla, there will be a special program for the young businessmen. We should go if we are part of this crew and we should and we should also encourage others. And on Saturday, the 14th of October, another very important symbol of our community, the teachers. Everyone goes to the teachers. The alim goes to the teachers, even the Imam goes to the teachers, and all the professionals go to the teachers. So the teachers have deen, have the mizaj and temperament of deen, deen will come alive in the entire ummah. So on, on Saturday, the 14th of October, in the Al-Falah school, there will be a very important program for all teachers, for all educators. So inshallah, if we are amongst them, and we know others, we should encourage them to go for this program. May Allah Ta'ala grant us to live our life in such a manner, where we are always fulfilling the rights of others, irrespective of whether our rights have been fulfilled. Allah Akbar, 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 Alhamdulillah, <laughs> 
لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الاخر وذكر الله كثيرا وقال تعالى في مقام اخر قل ان كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن احدكم حتى يكون هواه تبعا لما جئت به وقال عليه الصلاه والسلام لا يؤمن احدكم حتى اكون احب اليه من والده وولده والناس اجمعين وكما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم وقال سبحانه وتعالى دعواهم فيها سبحانك اللهم وتحيه فيها سلام واخر دعواهم ان الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمد ونستعين ونستغفر ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبد ورسوله اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه واشهدهم في امر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه واصدقهم حياء عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه واقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمه سيد نساء اهل الجنه رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب اهل الجنه رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزه اسد الله واسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده موسوعه اهدنا واهدنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان ومتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع المتقين مع الايمان اللهم لقنا حجه الايمان من الممات عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يعوذ بالله الاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون ستر <تصفيق> الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغلوب عليهم ولا الله والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى وللآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ووجدك غالا فهدى 
ووجد كائنا فأولى فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر وأما بنعمة ربك فحدث الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألم نشرح لك صدرك ووضعنا عنك وزرك الذي أنقض ظهرك ورفعنا لك ذكرك فإنما العسر يسرا إنما العسر يسرا فإذا فرغت فانصب وإلى ربك فارغب الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الله أكبر الحمد لله لهذا وما كنا نهتدي ولا الله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى محمد وبارك على ابراهيم وانك حميد مجيد اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك الجزاء والاكرام اللهم انا على ذكرك وشكرك وسماعتك اللهم لا مال ما اعطيت ولا معطي ما اعطيت ولا ما قضيت ولا توجد منك الجد لا اله الا الله وحده ولا شريك له ومنك العمل كل شيء قدير ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره استقنا عذاب النار ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم صلى الله تعالى على خير خلق محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين الحمد لله